This is Window on the East, a podcast from BNE Intellinews. Subscribe at bne.eu. Hello and welcome to Window on the East with me, Ben Aris, the editor of BNE Intellinews. In the old days, if you wanted a taxi in Moscow, what you did was stand by the side of the road, stick out your hand, and within 30 seconds, a beaten-up old jiggly would screech to a halt beside you. After a short haggle, you could be driven anywhere in the city by one of these gypsy cabs. Things have changed today. If you want to get a cat taxi, you have to have a smartphone. The entire business has gone online. Yandex Taxi is the market leader. However, I talked to Vizet, which is Russia's second largest taxi company that made its name in the smaller cities in the region, such as Krasnodar, Ufa, and in the meantime has moved into Kazakhstan, Prague, and Kiev, amongst other places. The business has become hugely competitive. Yandex Taxi merged with Uber, and now they're talking about doing an IPO sometime in the next two years. I sat down with Ilya Ogai, who is the development director at Vizet, to talk about the ins and outs of running a taxi business in Russia. So Ilya, nice to meet. Um, why don't we begin with um, an overview of what exactly you do. It's an online taxi company here in Russia. There's, there's been some very successful companies, uh, Uber, Getz, Yandex Taxi, of course. Um, but you're, you're doing the same thing or something slightly different? Mm-hmm. Well, nice to meet you, Ben, as well. Um, well, Vizot surprisingly was founded uh, before Uber actually came to the to the market in the US. Uh, the company was founded back in the 1998, um, and it started uh, from uh, um, like from from simple truck communications. Um, then, uh, um, while the technology was developing, it moved to to, to an app-based business for drivers um, and in the kind of uh, late 2000s uh, it started uh, kind of to gather all the drivers through through an app um, but still most of the orders uh, for us are coming from the uh, phone uh, from call centers from phone orders um, and sorry and this happened in Moscow this actually started in the region so did not the company, as we know it currently, uh, was formed in May 2017 when the merger between uh, two large regional players, Saturn and, uh, and uh, Rutexi, was completed. Uh, those two regional players uh, were coming from, Saturn was coming from Krasnodar and uh, Rutexi was coming from Ufa. And uh, when the companies were merged, uh, basically the Vizot group was, uh, was made. At the moment, uh, most of the orders are coming from the call centers, right? Uh, about three quarters. Uh, and about a quarter, and a quarter is coming from uh, application orders. Uh, obviously, this uh, split is changing and the share of app orders is, is, is growing versus call centers. That's kind of old school, though, isn't it? I mean, if you're taking Yandex Taxi here in Moscow, you, you have to use the app. And indeed, it's impossible to get a taxi without the app, it seems. The reason for, is, for this is because the companies like operate uh, for a while already and, uh, um, and they were promoting originally 
um, kind of order of the taxi through call centers. Um, it's, it's quite convenient. It takes on average for us in our system about uh, 21 seconds to, to, to place an order. And also the, there are some kind of uh, macro limitations on the city level, the kind of share of app orders due to the, due to the number of smartphones, smartphones penetration uh, and the development of the uh, mobile network. So you're saying in, in Krasnodar and Ufa that the penetration of smartphones is lower, therefore people... Well, it's convenient for them to call instead of using an app. Whereas here, the smartphone, the penetration of smartphones is pretty much ubiquitous, and therefore the app makes more sense. Maybe, maybe Krasnodar and Ufa will not be kind of an example where uh, of the cities where smartphone penetration is quite low. So those are large cities, uh, but. Um, some smaller ones would be like uh, um, those with the, with the population probably below one million. Yeah, to some extent there is a limit for the uh, smartphone uh, penetration. Yes. And you cover those smaller regions. We cover. We cover. Uh, we basically operate uh, across whole Russia, um, plus uh, Kazakhstan, uh, Kiev, and uh, Prague, actually. So in total, we have uh, more than 130 cities in operation. So um, Yandex has only just recently announced that they're moving into Finland and also into Israel. Just in the last week, they said. Right. But this means that you're ahead of them in terms of you have a much wider base in other countries. You're not just relying on Russia. Well, Yandex, um, I mean, in total, Yandex have, has a wider coverage than we do. Uh, in terms of number of cities they operate in, uh, I think they, they, they also have um, a wider um, kind of pre presence across CIS um, uh, countries. However, I mean, I'd say we are better present uh, in um, kind of smaller cities of Russia, and most but most importantly, we are quite well-known brand uh, in, in in actually large cities uh, of Russia with a population of one million and above, with Moscow being an exception. Here they have a um, much higher um, market share um, versus like what we have against each other in, uh, in, in other large, large cities. Yandex is the incumbents and after his merge with Uber, mm -hmm. it's become even bigger. So does that leave you enough market in order to be able to compete, or at least run your business? We, we feel this competition from them, mainly because uh, I mean, Yandex's strategy of uh, going into the market was uh, kind of competing by the price, by, by, by subsidies mostly. This market where the um, network effect means a lot, meaning that uh, I mean, you have to have a certain market share to achieve proper quality of service, which means uh, an ETA, um, estimated time of car arrival. Um, and in um, cities where we have a large market share, um, say St. Pete, Novosibirsk, or other large cities, um, we would have there quite... Um, a large number of uh, drivers uh, connected to our system, thus allowing us uh, to secure uh, good quality of service. Um, and that basically helps us to compete against, uh, against Yandex.
Do you um, compete on price as well? Mm, well, frankly speaking, the, the, this market uh, at the moment is, 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 is a commodity, right? So you ha we have to compete uh, on price as well. Because I, isn't Yandex is actually Yandex Taxi is actually running at a loss, and uh, I think it's only the end of this year that they project that they're going to go into profit for the first time. Which mm -hmm. is to say that they are competing on price. There is a Japanese model where you. you seriously undercut but to the point where you're loss making in order to grab the market share yeah, yeah. and kill the competition right i mean they achieved uh, a lot in terms of killing the competition so and uh, that was basically made together with us uh, and some other place on the market so basically the market is currently divided between like five players more or less and the uh, local ones uh, being very very small so kind of back to the question of how do we fee, how do we compete against against the index on that's the supply that's the main thing for us uh, on price here yeah, we have to compete on this we select some uh, some some kind of strategies where we may kind of be competitive and those could be very popular routes say I don't know in Moscow this would be uh, trips to the airports and um, in, in some cities we kind of try to be very competitive on prices on those popular routes, popular trips, so people kind of uh, have an impression that we are kind of price winners, though on other routes uh, it may be the case that we are kind of um, sometimes more expensive. This is the business where the, where the price means a lot. Basically, uh, I mean, the demand is driven by two factors, price and uh, uh, and the time uh, time of, of uh, taxi arrival, taxi car arrival. And you compete well on that one as well? It depends on the city. Uh, in Moscow, I mean, Yandex beats us on, on uh, I mean, maybe not on the price, but on the time of arrival for sure. Uh, in other cities here, we are, we are closely monitoring actually both uh, sides of the equation and um, and even more kind of factors, and uh, we are on par. Given it's a commoditized market, so surely then the biggest company, the best funded company, is going to win in the long run. Mm -hmm. But uh, so what does that mean for the future of your business? Do you expect to, to, to be bought out by Yandex eventually, or you, you think you can maintain competitor as a competitor and share the market with them? We actually we don't think that this is the market where like winner takes it all. Uh, we think it's mostly a kind of uh, duopoly type of market, uh, long run. Um, and we, being the second largest player in the market by number of rights, uh, seem to be well placed to take this uh, second place. Uh, How many rights do you have? We're doing we're doing about forty million rights a month. Um, so, um, so yeah, we think that uh, still there is a place for the second player for sure, and maybe for a couple of other players, being the niche ones in our model. That uh, almost in every city of presence where we operate, uh, we have our, our own office, and this office is primarily responsible for um, um, for the kind of acquisition and retention of the drivers. Drivers need attention from uh, from aggregator side. 
they like it. Is there a lot of churn in the drivers then? Because I mean, at the end of the day, these are all individual guys. They're effectively freelancers, and they're looking yeah. to make as much money as possible. True, true, true. Um, yeah, well, that's actually one of the key metrics. We typically um, kind of look at the three cohorts of drivers. One is uh, basically professional taxi drivers. It's uh, those who who really like hundred spend hundred percent of time with with this profession, and um, in this segment the churn is quite low. Speaking about uh, kind of other two groups, uh, the one would be um, those who are kind of part time workers, mm-hmm. uh, and they basically um, kind of. Use a, use a taxi as an additional source of income, mainly when they go to work or kind of back home. Um, and I mean, th- that's the group where you see most of the churn. The, the third group uh, is the ones who are kind of somewhere in between in terms of their activity. Uh, I mean, that's the trickiest maybe group because uh, they really kind of uh, monitor only, I mean, judge only by the uh, kind of money they make uh, in every system. And you said that you've gone into the whole CIS and also in, in Ukraine and, uh, and Prague. Well, not whole CIS, only Kazakhstan, uh, we are Russia, Kazakhstan, Kiev and Prague. Yeah. Why did you choose those cities? Kazakhstan was chosen... I mean, because the demand was already there, because the uh, average ticket is uh, more or less similar to the Russian one, and the legislation was also quite similar. We started operating Kiev, I think, before 2014, mm-hmm. and also Kiev, one of the largest uh, cities in CIS, and, and also kind of uh, for the for the taxi market, one of the largest uh, value-wise. Prague was actually kind of a random choice, to be honest, <laughs> because one, one of the founders uh, of, of the company actually lives there, so that was uh, that was more or less natural choice for him. Isn't this one of those businesses, though, um, <clears throat> where going global is also key, that, you know, there's, there's no regional differences, as you say, as a commodity and so... Well, actually, no. Um, for this business, actually, it's, it, on one hand, yeah, it makes sense to go global and basically to, to, to gain scale because you utilize basically the, uh, uh, the IT system you, you developed. Um, however, um, I mean, the key here is to have a, a, a significant market share in in the city you operate in, because every city is a separate market, and uh, uh, I mean, the your goal is is actually to achieve um, a substantial market share in order to provide uh, in order to achieve the required level of service, which is defined by as we discussed earlier, right, price and uh, time of arrival. Mm. And the future, uh, you just intend to exist in this duopoly, or are you looking to IPO or sell? Or well, th- that's always an open question, I guess, especially given the fact that we have uh, private equity investors in the company uh, who would always look for a kind of uh, for an exit that would uh, be mostly suited for the shareholders. Um, the size of the market and the size of the company, I think, would allow us to think about an IPO as well in the kind of near future. Ilya, thank you very much for taking the time. It was really interesting. I wish Thanks. you a very success with your business. Thanks. <laughs>